talking to a friend who's depressed on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions to the problems that people face. You know, all of us have been sad. Some of us have spent seasons in our life where we have been really sad uh, and have even received the label or the suspicion that we are depressed. This week on the podcast, we want to talk about how to help the people in our lives who are struggling with this kind of intense sorrow. I'm happy to be joined this week on the podcast by good friends, Dr. Ed Welch of the Christian Counseling and Educational Foundation, and Stuart Scott, who is the Director of Membership for the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. I asked them if we could listen into a conversation they were having about how to do ministry with our depressed friends, and here is what they said. Yeah, those struggling with depression are all around us, and sometimes they can be our closest friends. Uh, how do we recognize depression when we see it in our friends? That's a, that's a great question. I, I think the principle, Stuart, is that we we track the person's emotions, and that that seems uh, it seems sort of fluffy on, on, in first glance. But when you look at the Psalms, that's that's that is what is important to the Lord. He he. What are your fears? What are the things that you're oppressed about? What are your joys? And we want to imitate those things as much as possible and do that with our friends. And, and so when, when they speak of joys, we, we say, tell, tell us more. When, we, when they speak of fears, we say, tell us more. When they speak of, of sadness, we, we, we want more. Mm. So, so that's the basic principle. Let me think of, of two friends over the past couple of weeks who have spoken about these things. They come from very different angles. One, I can't remember how it came about, but but he he mentioned how the mornings are really difficult for him. Mm. Well, there's there's yeah, the mornings are difficult for me too. I I don't like to get up in the morning. I'm tired. Uh, but he doesn't normally say those things. I said, "What do you mean they're they're difficult?" And he said, "I I can't do it. I just can't do it." And his wife happened to be close by when we were talking, and all of a sudden she said. That's what he's saying. She hears him muttering under his breath in the morning, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And, 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 and for both of us, it was this, this world of, of despair that this man lives with. So it was, it, it was, it was a passing comment, but, but we wanted to track those emotions. A second was a, a guy who was just, I don't know, he's just persnickety he's he's just nasty he's complaining all the time and and that can drive me nuts probably because i know how to do it myself and and but 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 this time it was so there's tracking emotions he's complaining he's something's bothering him and and i think a lot of men all roads tend to tend to be expressed as anger. Mm. Uh, anger saying something's wrong, something's wrong, and but he couldn't identify what was wrong. And, and I, I, I was just given a little bit of grace and compassion. What, what are you talking about? You, you, everything's wrong. It, it, and frankly, I don't think it's as wrong as it seems. You know, your wife isn't as wrong, your job isn't as wrong, the, the people at church aren't as wrong. What's happening? And he began to talk about this. Sort of malaise, this sort of this hopelessness that came over him, 
and it led us to a very, very different, different place. Mm. You know, most common re, uh, greeting response is, hi, how are you? Fine. I mean, this is everyday conversation as you see people. So we're not ready when someone responds back with an emotion like that. Like, I'm really angry. I'm very fearful. I can't do this. Um, maybe the person wonders whether they should even engage someone who's struggling with depression. How do they know whether they should get involved? The principle, I think, here is that, that I'm thinking of Ephesians chapter 4, that that we move in with humility and gentleness and patience and and in the ordinary folks like ourselves they're the ones who do the the majority of ministry mm. they're a trained to do ministry but it's it's the body of Christ that really does the ministry so the principle is that we don't have to be smart we we don't have to be exceptionally gifted or or or, or experts in depression mm. we simply have to be people of compassion mm. And 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 for, and for those who are going through suffering, it's 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 very interesting to me when you ask what was helpful for you as you went through your hardships. It it doesn't tend to be the expert who gave the the the, the, the wonderfully apt verse. It was it was somebody who who was simply moved by the other person's pain, mm-hmm. and and said, "How can I pray for you?" Uh, this is the way I will pray for you. And then, not only did they pray for them, but they they came back a couple days later, called, "How are you doing? You've been on my heart. I'm praying for you." That that persistence okay. is 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 something all of us can do, and it doesn't take great expertise. Yet it is it it's 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 stunning to those who who are going through suffering. They're not accustomed to such things. So. Um, to get involved like that, how can they initiate involvement? Would you suggest, like you just said, to pray? How can I pray for you? Would that be a good way to initiate involvement? That would be the most natural way. It's what, what is praying for someone. Something is hard, and and we care about that. We are moved by that. Mm-hmm. What is hard is 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 a bit hard to understand, and it's not going to have this immediate solution. Which is perfect because if it had an immediate solution, we'd never turn to Christ. But this is this is the occasion for us to turn to Jesus. So that would certainly be the that 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 initial and persistent plea for help mm-hmm. would be the way we begin, and, and and then in the body of Christ, here here's the next natural step. If we are if if we are sort of in that groove of asking for help from the Lord, it becomes more natural for us to. To bring other people in, so mm. so can I bring this up to our small group and and let them know that you're struggling and mm. and, and and perhaps there's somebody from church you know they've struggled with a similar thing you and you, you bring them in as well. It's there's this natural unfolding of our care that 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 I think really falls out of simply praying for another person. Is there anything else they might be able to do in ministering God's word to them? in a very caring, compassionate way after they've asked what they can pray for or there's some dialogue? Is there something they can minister, uh, some passages, uh, maybe that, or a passage that they could maybe read to them, encourage them uh, with the Word of God? I have a couple of reactions to that. One is I've just come off a class that I've been teaching, and 
and these are really wonderful seminary students. And, and, and one of the comments a person in the class had, which took me by surprise, is we don't talk about Scripture with our friends. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, that, that, that makes some sense. We, we talk about Scripture in these, in these prescribed ministry settings when we are mm-hmm. the, the formal minister and, and somebody else is the congregant who hears. And, and, and it, it, we don't often talk Scripture with our friends. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that, that that's going to be a bit of a hurdle for us. The, again, I'm looking for what would be a very natural rather than strange and awkward way in. It would be something like this. Is there any scripture that, that we could pray? Is, or, or, or this. Are there ways that you could, as you've spoken these things to me, you could speak these things to the Lord? And... And the, the difference between speaking something you're struggling with to another person and actually speaking them to the Lord is categorically different. To, to speak something to the Lord is a, is a profound expression of faith. To speak something to another human being is not that big a deal. It, it means the other person is willing to listen, but it doesn't demand faith on our parts. So, so perhaps the small step would be that, to let's... Let's follow the Psalms and simply speak these things to the God who hears. And then from there, to, to perhaps begin to accumulate words from Scripture. Mm-hmm. Psalm 88, Psalm 13, how long? Mm-hmm. There, there, there's so many places where, where, where a depressed person can be surprised that the Lord actually gives them words to be mm-hmm. able to speak. And once they find those words, it becomes this, this way in to the story of Scripture, where Scripture, which once seemed dead to them, now can seem more alive. Yeah. You know, I had a friend when I was a, going through a discouraged time who um, first just said, that's got to be hard that you're going through this. And that was very comforting, just someone identifying. And later he sent uh, verse cards of uh, certain passages or... Um, particular verses, usually from the Psalms. I just want to go out and hug this guy. Yeah. This is great. I yeah. love this. And it, it is, um, it, he was praying those for me. Isn't that, oh, that's beautiful. And that was very helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, the scripture says that it, it's through the word that there's comfort and there's hope. And so we, um, the prayer going up to God and then hearing from him through his word. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to maybe just wrap up with the uh, topic here on ministering to those around us who are maybe struggling with depression. I think only this, that the the few things we're talking about, they're they're in the public domain. Mm -hmm. We're all, if we love another person, we're able to do these things. Mm -hmm. I I suspect what we could miss is how how powerful they can be, where the Spirit uses ordinary, weak people to to do really very powerful things in the lives of other people. And, and we're talking about things that regular old weak, weak person would be able to do. And uh, this, yeah, thank you. It's been good to talk about this. Thank you, Ed. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. If you'd like more information about a Christian approach to depression and sorrow, you could read Ed Welch's book, Depression, A Stubborn Darkness. And if you'd like more information about our ministry at ACBC, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.